millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know, it's interesting. This dude's poll numbers. It's it's very interesting that um, that Gavin Newsom did the circuit yesterday Sunday yeah. because Joe Biden is not helping himself. This guy, it's he's got all of his worst old traits, but just can't do them well anymore. Right. And today, it's like, okay, so we're not going to have him go to go to uh, Ground Zero. Hopefully that'll that'll result in him not effing that up. Um, we'll put him up in Alaska. What possible harm can he do there? Talking about talking about the nine eleven attacks, and here he goes. To renew our sacred vow, never forget, never forget. We never forget. Each of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon. When evil attacked, Ground Zero in New York, and I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating because the way you could, away from where you could stand. Was he there, Alice? No, he was. No, not. he was not. No, and his Bush didn't get there till the fourteenth. Right, his emphasizing. I felt like you look at uh, like. Oh man, this is him. Yeah, it and it's like uh, you would think his politician instincts would like kick in a little bit, not to make nine eleven about him. He, I, I, he's he can't do it anymore. He 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 has no governor now. He goes right to that. It, yeah, it, it, but everything's yeah, about him. Maui somebody was making a joke, like somebody made fire. a joke saying that, like at one time, a pl- he was gonna, she was gonna say that a plane slammed into his house and almost destroyed his Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not far away, and it's like he, yeah, he just lacks that thing that tells you that you're off base somehow. Which it's like, it, and it's crazy to see the decline because I feel like he wasn't 
quite like that even a year or two ago. Do you think? Um, like, doesn't it seem like he's worse than ever? What's he going to be like a year from now when it's I, the middle of the campaign with like debates? Well, I mean, is he going to debate funny Trump? Because really, if he had classic dementia, it would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Like to, if he just couldn't remember nine eleven two thousand one, that would be better than him <laughs> having a fictitious one in his in head, in which he was there the next day, right? And the fire, and all the other and stuff. He's in like Bo's, elaborating in, in what it Bo's looks like. Flag draped coffin, and the gates of hell. Yeah, all that whole thing. It's amazing. This is Joe Biden on nine eleven two thousand one. Many in his constituency have died. Part. Buildings in this state are still burning. And in the ultimate American way, he calls at the end of his speech for not abrogating the basic cherished liberties that this nation has. I doubt whether you would hear that on any other assembly in the world after such an attack. And I compliment him for it. And my that is the classic blowhard Senate guy, Joe Biden, but who is all there. Talking right. about 9-11, talking about people, and though he's blowhardy, he is actually on message. This is not the same guy. I mean, this is not this is not, no, not exactly a new revel- revelation, but it's not the, the same guy whatsoever. Um, so... So, you know, I hate 9-11, and I talked about this today on the radio show. I just hate mm-hmm. it, and um, for obvious reasons, like everybody else hates it, but I don't like, like I don't want to watch it. I don't want to see stuff on it. Sometimes, like, uh, late at night, there have been years where I've been sucked back in. Oh, but, yeah. I but, do the but, emotional thing some years where I watch yeah. all the documentaries. And but it like, puts me in, I assume some of you, it, like, it really kind of brings me back there in some of those stresses that I used to get from from 9-11. Um, like, I, they return, and I remember the, the feeling. Like, and I don't want to do that anymore. It's mm-hmm. it's rare. It, I'm not saying I wasn't traumatized, and obviously I was nice and safe in Boston. I was... Right. But, like, and I think you probably have it, too. Um... There was a just a feeling and a weird stress and you know and I didn't have any I had parents alive and I didn't wasn't in love and I didn't have anybody in buildings and I was like there was, there was no but it was the first time as yeah, an adult like I was having like big you. right I big feelings of stress and all this mm-hmm. stuff and this like lingering uh, headache that I had it wasn't a headache it was a head pressure mm-hmm. that I had for just about a year um it, and. Uh, it, Well, it was just such a big and real thing to happen, right? In a way that, like, I mean, I don't know in your lifetime if there was another thing that was like that. But but certainly in my lifetime there wasn't because it happened when I was 14 and it was Mm -hmm. just, like, it was such a huge thing. Yeah. You know, and, and like, nothing like that actually ever happened, right? Like, we lived through Y2K and nothing mm. happened and, you know, other things where something was supposed to happen and, like, nothing. But that was, like, a that was like a big real thing. And even though it didn't happen directly to you, it did feel so personal. Um. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. And also, just, like, the Twin Towers don't collapse. It was yeah. it was just weird to hear that one collapsed, then two collapsed. What they don't collapse? 
Like the twin towers were, you you know, we had several times as a kid visited those. My mother used mm-hmm. to love bringing us to the twin towers and and talking to us about how many stories up and on. Always saying to each other like, if you dropped a penny here, I heard it would kill a person. And and seeing everybody and look at look the cars look like mm-hmm. ants and things like so 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 so. Well, and there was so much. It was. It was that, but it was also like, you know, like I say, I was 14 when it happened and I was in high school and like seeing it live on TV was like the most horrific real imagery I'd ever seen on TV. No, and that's because a very good they point. Were, that's that a very was, good There point. was live footage of people jumping from there was live the footage of everything. Well, and they were letting a bunch of kids watch it live happening on TV well, with people jumping off buildings. Which the news was, was playing on MTV, was taking right. CBS News. I mean, it was... And people saying MF in all sorts of swears and all sorts of, like, everything was going over the air. There was, everything right. was suspended. Everything was going over the air. The flights were stopped. And so, you, but that's a good point um, that you make. That, what did you just, what was your point that you just said? That, like, it was the most horrific oh, footage yes. I had seen yes. live ever so happen. So I want to speak like, to that for a second because mm-hmm. not only was it the most horrific footage, but it was the most advanced special effects that anybody had yeah. ever seen ever yeah but it was actually happening right it was like it was, independence day came to life and was happening on yes. the tv and the adults were letting you watch it without checking in with your parents to get permission for some reason and right and, and nobody had answers you know so it was bigger yeah because you didn't know if you know like your city was next right or and so at that well so for you it must have been interesting because if you ask your mom at that point is everything going to be okay it's the first time ever when mom probably says mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> well and we didn't at school have cell phones at that point because it wasn't i mean cell phones existed obviously at that time but um you know not with nearly the ubiquity that they enjoy now so you know there was like for the first time i'd ever seen like a huge line at the payphone at the school mm-hmm. Of kids yes, like yes. calling oh, wow, parents that's interesting. to find out that's if people were okay, like if people had relatives who worked. I've in seen Manhattan the parents were calling whatever. the school as well. I, I well, yeah. So, so the younger schools, the middle schools and elementary schools had a news blackout, so they didn't. Where were they historically showing news in those? Well, they wouldn't have been, but they, you know, they wouldn't. They didn't. The school told the teachers like not to say that anything was happening essentially mm-hmm. and like hid it from the kids and like some parents came and picked kids up i suppose if they were personally impacted mm-hmm. or knew someone or whatever i don't know but um you know if, for, but you it's know in the though, high school yeah. in the high school they turned on all the tvs so we didn't have class the rest of the day we just all watched people dying the rest of the day and like with any live event that happens there's like a bunch of stuff floating around that's like half true or not true or all kinds of crazy rumors of stuff happening and you remember they almost shot that plane down and you know everything was false bombs all over the place i was spreading misinformation (laughs) like a banshee yeah so it was crazy and it was worse because nobody had cell phones so the only contact at the high school that people had was like so and so said that whatever or like some kids had called parents from the payphone and a few kids might have had cell phones but for the most part not so it was like especially garbled weird misinformation that was everywhere mm-hmm. and you know combine that with the sort of rumorness of high school in general and it was 
it was just craziness the rest mm-hmm. of the school day. So, and the reason, you know, it, but so so I hate talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a bad feeling. It's a terrible day. Um, I had always, as a little kid, we used to talk about a, seeing a, it, what would happen if a plane hit a skyscraper. And it would like, well, wouldn't that be incredible? Wouldn't that be awesome? As a, you know, mm-hmm. as little boys, you're thinking, this stuff is great. This was not an enjoyable plane hitting the skyscraper experience. Mm-hmm. Um, was was not it th- like like the Challenger or something like that? No, hell no, no. This is like this on a was, different scale, but like, was it a similar sort of just like shock? Well, so thing? I was younger for the Challenger, and yeah, and I didn't watch the Challenger live. So, but oh, okay. of, everybody else in my school did, but somehow I had. I'm sorry. The, you were out that day. The remedial classes didn't get to see the Challenger. <laughs> Um, they knew you weren't going to grow up to be astronauts. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, we just watched uh, stuff about, um, yeah, working in... Uh, in um, Coal miners. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Um, but, but no, I mean, there were certainly huge things when getting back from getting on the bus and having, uh, I think, Patty the or Dottie, one of the two, the... Bar- or Barbara, uh, tell us that Reagan got shot. And then going home and seeing that, that was huge. That was like, because it was so weird and real. And there was so mm-hmm. much video and so many guys who were standing around who suddenly had machine guns in their hands. And it was, and it was that was crazy. And my mother was huge. You know, she had worked with, she was in, in a flight attendant in the Air Force One. So she like was around the president for a while, Johnson or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she was big into all that D.C pomp and circumstance and the protocols etc so she would she was really into it um and my youngest one was probably the the hostages iran hostages um but no nothing was like 9 11 that, that was that was that was no there was nothing like that there was nothing like that for, for anybody who was alive and, and not even pearl harbor because nobody here saw pearl harbor live and in hawaii was an estate I, I assume there was a lot of people who back then probably saw that and said all, all we knew is that our navy was attacked in pearl harbor i think I'm speaking out of school, mm-hmm. but who cares? But so, for many reasons, and I also, I, I didn't, I had never liked the commemoration events, um, especially when the war was on, because I thought, don't show me, I was a young man when it happened, 9-11, so I was like, just show me dead Al-Qaeda uh, people for two hours every year, and uh, that's all I want to see. I mm-hmm. wanted revenge, like right after, I, my friend Steve Mastro just tweeted me last night, uh, texted me last night, because we, he and I just hung together that day, the whole day. Mm-hmm. Walking around Boston, and and he said, "Should I get a flip phone?" And I said, "A, a, a disposable phone." And I said, oh, "Steve, I think it might be considered in bad taste." Of course, he should have now looking at it. Um, but um, we were just, just taking pictures of sights and sounds. But but um, why did I bring that up? But anyway, so 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 I don't like talking about it now that we're fifteen minutes into talking about it. Mm-hmm. But one thing that that is clear to me, going from last night's show. To today's show mm-hmm. in last night's show we talked about the governor of new mexico right taking guns away is that a huge lesson from 9-11 is the government cannot protect you and as a matter of fact the government may be the problemo mm-hmm. and for what the governor of new mexico is doing taking guns away from the people who otherwise would protect themselves 
Right. Is just crazy. unilaterally deciding and, that. Oh, exactly. And like 9 11, like, okay, all these ads for the Air Force and the National Guard and this and that, et cetera, and the awesome flyovers at all these stadiums, the server. It's like, you, a bunch of fuck, sorry, a bunch of effing teenagers t- took over planes and flew them to freaking Manhattan, USA, mm-hmm. and successfully slammed them into buildings and slammed on into the. Pentagon, and there was no effing way to stop it? Right. Well, if that doesn't tell you that you're on your effing own, then mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and more than on your own, I, you know, I've seen the point made, like we talked about in Lahaina with listening to the government, how the Port Authority told the people in the second tower to sit tight. No, in some t- in some, um, in, in some sense, circumstances, they told them to go back up. Right. Yay! Um, certainly not to use the elevators and all the exactly. things they always Go back say. up to the 83rd floor. Go back floor. up. Everything's secure. You're all set. Like, yes. you know, stay right where you are. No problem. Yes. And, and you like, hear about some of the people who were heroes are people who said F that, who were really like breaking the law and being a little bit of radical. But it just mm-hmm. t- shows you. That sometimes you need the radicals. And yeah, and you said it to me the other day because I was yelling at you for using the traffic loop the wrong way at the new building, the, the new school building that we were driving around. Oh, yes. And you said the people in Maui followed the arrows too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, and yeah, it's really true that like we've in a lot of ways, become even more since 9-11 a society of rule followers and, like, become more conditioned to that, especially at, like, airports and stuff like that. Oh, yes. With, like, standing in lines and following the rules and not speaking up and not doing the thing that they're telling you not to do and all that stuff. And, you know, it's weird because I think that's part of why that woman went so viral who was on the plane who was yelling at everybody and said yeah. this mf is not real back there is not real right is it's like is it so goes against the grain of what you're supposed to do on the plane and i think that's why people were like enamored of her and yes. fell in love with her because it because we are so overly trained and conditioned mm-hmm. and like and the schools are like that too you know with like back to school time it's all stand in line go here be here at this time oh, totally. do this and like and and yeah we start kids off from a young age to listen to the teachers listen to the government listen to the authorities always follow the directions etc 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 and and some people even yes. feel that it's almost a feminizing influence a little bit because you know i i thought that a little bit about like you going around the traffic circle thing is i'm like most moms probably don't ignore the traffic directions in the school pick up and drop off circle like they follow and you know i was reminded did you see that thing that was going around about the study i think the study's kind of old but um you know where the it was like a study where they you had you were like alone in a room with a button and they showed you that if you push the button it would give you an electric shock and it hurt. It would give and, somebody else an electric shock. No, it would give you an electric shock. If oh, you push I don't think the that's button how the and study if, goes. No, well no This famous one from the seventies? No, it's a study that 
people were talking about on Twitter this week. Oh, really? Okay. And, and it's that you shock yourself and okay. it hurts. And people reported not liking the sensation of the electric shock. So they give you the button and they leave you alone in the room. It's like for some set amount of time, like 30 minutes or whatever. And a bunch of the people, um, rather because they don't give you anything else, you're either just sitting there completely bored or you're shocking yourself with the button. You have the button, mm -hmm. but it's up to you. A bunch of the people do shock themselves. But the men shock themselves way more than the women do. Including one man that did 169 times during the time that he was sitting there. And, like, a bunch of people were commenting on it and saying, like... Well, of course I would, because I want to know if that's really the conditions of the thing. Women just accept at face value that, like, if you push mm. the button, it's going to do that. But men want to know, like, is it really going to do that every time? Is it going to get more? Is it going to get less? Will something different happen if I do this? What if this? What if that? Like, they're experimenting and testing the conditions of the experiment and trying to figure out what's going on all the time. And I thought that was so interesting because I absolutely would not shock myself. Well, <laughs> like, right. I would be like, no. But I think it's a similar kind of psychological thing, like where you're wondering if that's really the setup or if there's something that you're supposed to get out of here. Well, right. No, but and I think that there is... There's also... You mix that with the idea that at the same time, government can give you a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. You know, at one point, it outside in the in the uh, in the in the poor neighborhood near Lake Pontchartrain, you're seeing all this government force uh, driving by and doing this and doing that, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. and all these fancy speeches, et cetera. Um, and then you're standing on your roof, and the street is watery, and nobody came. <laughs> right. You know. It's like, it's time, the moment you feel the boat bump, find mm -hmm. a lifeboat. Right. Don't start listening, be told, tell me what to do. No, no, mm -hmm. no, no. Find a lifeboat. Yeah. And find exits. And find places, you know, it, I mean, this, this it's just a terrible thing. Yeah, don't assume... Don't assume that Mayor Ray Nagin's going to know how to handle it or have the mind, you know, to handle mm -hmm. the getting the rolling the bureaucracy out. Or like after COVID, that they're giving you all the information that they even have, right? Or that they've decided maybe they know better and know something you don't know, and so they're going to tell you something different. Well, right, and that's the, the Supreme Court case, or not the Supreme Court, but the appellate court case that came out a couple of days ago that was settled mm -hmm. just showed that that government was totally handling and censoring the messaging that they didn't like totally right you know as it turns out like alex berenson had something to say as it turns out a lot of right. these people that they said don't don't deplatform them etc you know there well, was a time that it was considered a slur and josh Hawley had to resign for suggesting that covid covid was a lab leak how dare he? Was it him or was it Tom Cotton? Uh, Tom Cotton. No, one of them, too. Mm -hmm. They're the same person to me. <laughs> and how dare he? And as a matter of fact, that was a slur to say that because you're to believe it's from pangolins in the market over there. That's what you mm -hmm. have to believe. That was after we were allowed to even believe in COVID because the first story that we were told was that there was no human-to-human -human transmission and it was fine and it wasn't happening. As late as, like, mid-January. They right. were saying this. The WHO were saying this. The experts were all saying this. China was saying this. We were told not to worry. 
they were all out at their parades and festivals and telling you to go to Chinese restaurants and not be a racist that COVID yes. wasn't real. And your psychotic wife was in the grocery store with a grocery cart full of canned goods because I was like, something legit is happening in China and they're not telling you that it's really happening. They're not telling you that stuff is going down. And people laughed, but I had toilet paper. And it's the same thing with, with Jennifer Granholm now has this mm-hmm. hilarious thing where they sent her, and NPR covered this, um, Energy Secretary went on a road trip tour in an electric vehicle to prove how great electric vehicles are. They ran into trouble almost immediately as they found not enough charging stations. <laughs> she sent her staff ahead with a gas car and had them reserve a spot for her at the electric station. <laughs> a family ended up calling the police because her staff was using gas cars to block electric vehicles from using the gas stations, from the, the charging stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sounds we're going to believe right. these effing people, these effing mm-hmm. bureaucrats, they will be yeah. the death of you. Yeah, Saying, oh, get you. right onto the grid right away. See how easy it is? Holy hell. Yeah, everything. And so it's no wonder because, like I was about to say about Alex Berenson when you brought him up too, like he's said some stuff that I profoundly disagree with. And I think he's like super wrong about a lot of things and has like deliberately misread studies and stuff. And it's funny that like a lot of the sort of crunchy anti vaccine people really like him now because a lot of them, at least the ones that I know, are like, also into weed and what he did before that was he was a paid lobbyist against weed i know he wrote a book i don't know he was a paid lobbyist i mean i'm sure yeah that, i'm sure yeah he was he's on the read yeah so i mean like it, it's just i don't take alex berenson that seriously but censoring him the way that they did lent him more credibility <laughs> and completely backfired don't you think that it made him seem much more credible that they went out of their way to censor him like they did. Of course. It, like, gave him so much of a bigger platform and people, like, we're still talking about him now. We wouldn't be talking about Alex Berenson right now if they hadn't attempted to censor him so much, right? And that we weren't seeing all this court case stuff and that, you know, how deeply the government was involved in working with big tech to censor Americans, which is... Really, when you think about it, it's incredible. And and it's funny because it gets at the heart, too, of like, do you remember a couple of weeks ago we were watching the stuff about the Trump indictment and they were, I forget which Sunday show it was, but they were going after Mike Pence. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And saying like... 
well, or or Trump's lawyer or whoever it was, they were talking about like, well, if you're saying you think Trump, yeah, it was Mike Pence because they were saying, well, you you think that that he what he wanted was unconstitutional, but you're not saying that what he did was criminal. Of course, it's criminal to break the constitution. Well, no, because. There are a lot of ways to interpret the Constitution and Supreme Court justices and presidents and senators and really smart people often disagree about what's constitutional and what's not, you know. So if you start criminalizing everybody that the Supreme Court rules tried to do something unconstitutional, then you're going to have like the entire government be dysfunctional. But of course, that's what the Democrats want. I mean, clearly what the Biden administration was doing um, was unconstitutional censoring speech they've done a bunch of unconstitutional stuff the supreme court has thrown out a bunch of their covid orders and their their um you know their rent term what yes. was it called the um um rent um uh eviction the eviction thing yeah where they, where they couldn't evict R- people moratorium moratorium the eviction moratorium i'm so tired <laughs> it's been a long day but the eviction moratorium was clearly unconstitutional from the start they knew it was unconstitutional they knew the student loan stuff was unconstitutional so what you're gonna throw biden in jail for issuing unconstitutional executive orders I mean, that's what the Sunday shows pushed for. They pushed for saying, like, Trump wanted Mike Pence to do something unconstitutional, so he's a criminal and should be in jail. Well, Biden clearly did a bunch of unconstitutional stuff. The Supreme Court ruled that it was all unconstitutional. Oh, absolutely. Just throwing it out there. Yes. So, I mean, like, that can't be the standard. And if the left makes it the standard, well, like... You know, President Ron well, DeSantis is going to have since, a field day throwing people right, in jail. But it has been since DACA, right? I mean, you're, I mean this unconstitutional stuff and knowing it. By the way, in mm-hmm. f- hilarious news, the Post has a great story out. Um, the, Eric Adams came out today and said that they're going to have to cut all sorts of municipal services. To deal with the illegal in, migrant yes, situation. Including, um, including slashing police overtime. And the, the, this article in the Post is suggesting it's going to be result in a flood of police retirements. Hmm. Which is just excellent. This excellent. This progressivism just seems wonderfully workable in in everywhere it is. Yeah, it seems to go so well. And you would think, like in the cities, that you know we would have seen enough of the results of progressivism over the last few decades that we would be like done with this experiment. But for some reason, like it just keeps on going. Like people keep getting elected. And I mean, I know Eric Adams was in that race, the moderate, not the super progressive. He's certainly not de Blasio, but like, still, is he not though. I mean, he roughly is right. Like it's, they're all kind of the same. I mean, didn't in, is it the Chicago guy? Who's like the super yes. lefty progressive. Who's yeah. like more radical than Lori Lightfoot was that that guy got elected i mean it's it's just incredible that people like this keep getting elected in these cities like complete whack jobs yeah this Look, is even a, like at boston in, in good news though bernard de lilo bernard de leo county sheriff john allen uh of new mexico has this let to me say. be clear i hold my standards high and i do not or never will hedge on what is right and i take my oath seriously in reference to concealed carry and open carry, the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office will not enforce this segment of the order. 
While I understand the urgency, the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution, but most importantly, it is unconstitutional. Damn straight. As a matter of fact, there's, a, there's some great articles. One is tongue-in-cheek by Charles uh, C.W. Cook, mm-hmm. saying, by her standards, then, we should um, arrest her and jail her. Yeah. Just for a temp- temporary period of time. And then there's one by uh, Andy McCarthy, also for National Review, saying, like, procedurally, legally, we should arrest her, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. But she should obviously, she's a psychotic, obviously, but it's showing you that these progressives, man, oh, they love using this drama. They love calling Trump an authoritarian while they're doing authoritarian things. Well, and that's why, like, of course, it can never be said enough, but that that's why people gravitate towards Trump, because... It's like it, he gives you the vibe like at least you're going to do it for my team back. You right. know, like and I, I think that once again, more and more people have now been radicalized to Trump's position because it used to be shocking that Trump said lock her up about Hillary Clinton and the emails. Right. But, you know, now they actually do want to put him in prison it seems more reasonable to say, like, yeah, well, if we're going to start jailing political opponents, at least I want my guy in office. Right? If if that's going to be the way that we're going to go forward, then, you know, I want my team putting my political opponents in jail if, and not vice versa. If it's one or the other, then, you know, it it better be my team. So, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that, of course... Like, I I tend to think that Ron DeSantis would do a lot of that stuff, too. But, you know, Trump just comes out and says stuff. And he also, he changed the conversation in a way where, like, I don't know that Ron DeSantis, even though he would probably go out and do stuff, I don't know that he would lead chance of lock her up at rallies. No, he would Or build the wall. No. But... It's interesting that the build the wall thing was so shocking to people at the time in 2016, which now feels like a hundred years ago. But the conversation has now shifted so far because Trump did that, that now like the debate is about when and how much wall to build and where it should go and like how we pay for it. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that has, has changed the way people think about the immigration issue. And and like we said, you know, when the Biden administration comes and tries to blame the Trump administration for the for the migrant crisis that they've created, it makes it impossible for people to believe that Trump created the migrant situation because a it didn't happen when he was president and b you know, Trump is the don't let them in candidate. He successfully, I mean, that's Trump's genius, right? Is he's like the genius at branding stuff. Yes. Right. And he's successfully branded himself as build the wall guy. Yes. As you know, the Mexicans aren't sending their best guy as you know, all the things that he says that the media repeated in shocked tones for all those years it's now serving him well when it turns out that the opposite policy that all the shocked people wanted to have has really bad consequences. You can't go out and pretend all of a sudden that you're the candidate that wants to secure the border. Right. When you made fun of Trump for it 
for all that time. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, credit to Trump, I guess, for like changing the politics so much. Yes, although, yes, time. yes, no doubt about it. He, 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 it is in retrospect, and I don't know how much was by design or not, but he did do a service in many No, ways. part of me thinks he's like some kind of savant for politics. Like, he like doesn't, isn't even doing it on purpose. There's no like 4D chess happening, but he's like just deeply brilliant at it on some level, like in his core, in the core of his being where he like instinctually knows what the thing to do or say is. Uh, Yes. There's no doubt about that. Some people don't have that instinct. And I'm going to talk about some of those people in just a moment. But first of all, I'm enjoying my Alice. Thanks to my friend Steve. Enjoying my Travis Matthew. Make the drop. What color is this? This t-shirt? What color is that? Um, Slate blue? No, ash blue. Oh. Good, good um, guess. Though. I've had jobs where I've named colors. I may actually be know? wearing to the Wicked 180 thing uh, Wednesday... A, the cloud tea. Get ready. You're not even ready for that. You're going to find it very attractive, I would say. Mm. Uh, Travis Matthew. Thank you, Steve, and the folks at Travis Matthew. It's great stuff. It's so uh, comfortable. My goodness. Mm-hmm. For a while, you mislaid your sweatshirt, and I found it for I saw you. that today. Yes, so, thank you. Credit Where did I mislay it? It was, um, it kind of fell like behind your your like clothing rack. Oh, where yeah, you yeah, yeah. Your clothes. It kind of fell behind there. I need to I... redo that rack. I found so, that for you, so I get credit this for is that. A, there's nothing good about mm-hmm. 9-11. Yes, nothing good about 9-11. The only thing at the time I ever enjoyed about it was um, Tony Blair saying Pentagon. There was the little things. Um, he but, probably said that when it wasn't 9-11, too. You just didn't hear him, really. Yeah, but they, people were saying it all the time. Then, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is one cultural phenomenon that resulted from 9-11 that I do enjoy. And you and I, it has been rich in the burn barrel history. It has. Is, <laughs> yes, the one thing that is a result of 9-11, I'm not going to thank Muhammad Atta for anything because I really hate him and I don't like the idea that he, it looks like he wore eyeliner and I, I really wish somebody had beaten him to death with a sledgehammer on 9-10. Would have been good. Mm-hmm. But, if you're going to Find historically now in the last few years any positive thing. And once mm-hmm. again, the attacks, there's nothing positive about the attacks. But the event itself has spun out a new industry of young, brash marketing departments giving the old college try on finding a... We always get at least one every year. Oh, but the the, the menu with the drinks last year or two years ago, whenever, that was a mm-hmm. cla- that was a beauty. That, and I still then think- the... I think the drinks was two years ago, the menu with the drinks named after yep. the 9-11 things. And then, and then there was the one where they used the uh, photo of the... the aerial photo of the memorial for a, a com- going back from commercial promo on a TV station yeah, during a game. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like some kind of <laughs> New right. York it was, it was sporting like a, it event. Was like a, yeah. It was like the World Series or something, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. It was very awkward. DraftKings apologizes for sports betting offer referencing 9-11 terror attacks. Oof. You know, just spitballing here, guys. No dumb idea. Just spitballing here. Dayline Atlantic City, New Jersey. Sports betting company DraftKings apologized Monday after... <laughs> 
after using September 11th terror attacks to entice people to bet on baseball and football games on the anniversary of the tragedy that killed nearly 3,000 people. The Boston-based company uses a 9-11-themed promotion that required three New York-based teams, the Yankees, Mets, and Jets, to win their games Monday, the 22nd anniversary of the attacks on the World Trade Center in the Pentagon and the downing of a passenger jet in Pennsylvania. After an outcry on social media from people who were offended by the promotion titled Never Forget, Ooh. DraftKings took it down and apologized. We sincerely apologize for the featured parlay. Now, did the people who write the apology at any point have a meeting with the people who wrote the promotion to maybe workshop it a little bit just to say, we want to run this by you. We've come up with this. We're calling it the Never Forget Parlay Promotion. This is the kind of thing maybe that... Find somebody over 30... And ask them if it's a good idea before you move forward. How about that? The company would not say how many people placed bets as a result of the offer, nor would... Yeah, that's exactly right. Find somebody over 40. No, I uh, said over 30. I mean, like, I don't yeah. even think you have to be that old, but clearly the 20-year-olds don't get it. And actually, um, our son kind of asked about 9-11 this morning. Oh, my goodness. What? You know what's right under this? What's right under this? What? I'll tell you in a second. Let's finish this. Um, your son referenced 9 Our son kind of asked about right. 9-11 this morning. Kind of said, like, is it still really a big deal? Because it's been so many years. It's like right. over 20 years now. And we kind of jumped on him a little bit. And we're like, yes, but, it's a really big deal. And you're going to get force-fed a documentary from, about it shortly because but, you're not taking it seriously but, enough. But what I have found from radio mm -hmm. sales is... Or, or or sales departments, mm -hmm. my own, not certainly not WTIC, but um, from sales departments, a lot of times, mm -hmm. especially in fast-paced places, is you got a lot of go-getters, alphas, not Mensa types. They're alphas. They yeah. are not Mensa types. So I could imagine, and I can see them like all saying, the best earner doesn't mean that he knows anything. It means he convinces people to buy stuff he, they don't need. Right. Um, but I could see this, like... In somebody like in a meeting hearing that, say, uh, and probably saying this is, seems like horrible. <laughs> but that person probably is not a great salesperson. They don't respect him. He's like, you know, F it. <laughs> let's do it. Um, well, I would really like to see brands in general step back from having to weigh in about stuff that doesn't have to do with their brand. You know what I mean? Like some brands, sometimes it makes sense. But, you know, like, if you sell stuff that's good for moms, like, talking about Mother's Day is fine. But more and more brands are having to, like, apologize to people for stuff or allow people to opt out of holiday messaging even, you know, because people get offended by it or don't, ha like, opt out of Mother's Day because their right. mom died or don't have a good relationship with their mom. Like, if there's one plus Well, you work to people for a company. Did you guys do a Never Forget? Uh... Well, no, we didn't. And we don't... I mean, we do some stuff that's like... We did Grandparents' Day. We did an email about Grandparents' right. and, Day. And maybe that's the kind of thing. But like, but tying into the, like, news cycle... Yeah, but I think... But a lot of companies did. We didn't really, but... Uh, a lot of companies did stuff that tied into Ukraine when that stuff was going on. Yeah. When I was looking at like competitive landscape stuff. Oh, we should talk um, about that too. You know, and Elon Musk sabotaged, Elon Musk and sabotaged the yeah. Ukrainian uh, Air Force. But, you know, 
I think it would be really good if, like, one good thing comes out of, like, everybody being offended by everything. It would be really good if we could get brands to stop thinking that they have to tie in to every news event. Like, and I think, you don't have to tie in and there to 9-11. Been you don't there has have been, to... The ESG thing has taken a hit. Mm-hmm. And this this corporate morality thing has taken a hit. Yeah, you don't have to weigh in on Ukraine. You sell clothes. By Just the way, speaking of selling down. clothes, guess what's on the bottom of the article? An ad for Travis Matthew. How did you know? Because you've been talking about Travis Matthew. Yes. And your computer listens to you because you probably download all spyware apps. I guess so. <laughs> but I mean, this I don't use this computer for anything nefarious. Well, no, but you, I mean, but it all, it's, you have one ID to them. Uh-oh. They know you. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, good. Well, actually, this has been then this is one of the more anodyne things they could be serving me. <laughs> um, uh, it, okay. So, do we want to play that tapper stuff? Yeah, I guess so. So, the story with this Ukraine thing is that um, it came out that <sighs> the Ukrainians wanted to do this big attack on like the Russian Navy or whatever drone and strike, drone strike. And they needed, like, more Starlink coverage than they had to do it. So they reached out to Elon Musk and said, like, we want you to do this so we can do this big attack. And he said, no. He said, I'm not being a part of this. It's ver- it's going to escalate this conflict with a nuclear power. It's not a good idea. You know, you you need my help to do it. And I'm saying no. So... So the Jake Tapper had Anthony. So Blinken there was on. a lot of outrage about this. Yes, and yes, and the phrasing here is a beautiful thing. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk uh, has recently confirmed a report that's in Walter Isaacson's new biography of Musk that last year Musk blocked access to his Starlink satellite network in Crimea in order to disrupt a major Ukrainian attack on the Russian Navy there. In other words, Musk effectively sabotaged. Uh, a military operation by Ukraine, a U.S. ally, against Russia, an aggressor country that invaded a U.S. ally. Now, it doesn't matter what Blinken says. That Tapper said sabotaged. He effectively sabotaged it. Ukraine, a U.S. ally. Mm-hmm. Sabotage. Wait a second. So Musk has to be all in to use SpaceX? Yeah. Has to be repurposed for the war effort? Right. For a war that the United States is not in, by the way. Right. If people don't realize that, we're not in it. Right. We're not at war with Russia. And we don't want to be at war with Russia because we have nukes and they have nukes. And that's a really bad idea. And I mean, thank goodness Elon Musk, at least, like, doesn't want to be in a nuclear war. And that he has the access to the Starlink satellites. Right. But, like... A lot of people were really mad and were saying, like, that's why we can't let billionaires control access to important infrastructure like Starlink mm-hmm. and we need to give it to the governments. Don't give it to the governments. Are you freaking kidding me? No, but you know what? It's another it's another case where, no, our betters are telling us in the government, our betters are telling us. They're telling us now that the it's just another way. Follow mm-hmm. the arrows. Right. The arrows now say. Say Russia bad, Ukraine good. Exactly. Be, you're all in on that. Don't you understand? That's how we're polarized now. We be all in on that. Right. And I mean, like, everyone's, like, on Twitter speculating that Elon Musk is a Russian asset and all this stuff, which just seems insane. But it's like, yeah, if you dare to 
chirp like one little word that you don't want to see us escalate the conflict with Russia and deliberately involve ourselves more in it, you know, then apparently you're a Russian asset. It's really wild to me. Allison, what is the hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. And they bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Lime where you can leave a chat chat message for the show. There will not, by the way, be live streams um, tomorrow or Wednesday night either. We'll be in Connecticut. We will be in Connecticut. We will have to figure out what time we will even make a show on Wednesday. On Wednesday, yeah. We'll have to figure that Wednesday's out. Wednesday's going to be a little Oh, yeah, that's right. If you're at Awakening 180 mm-hmm. in, near in Cromwell, Connecticut, please come down and see us. Four to six. Me and Alice will be mm-hmm. hanging out. We will be at the Awakening 180. Yes. I think there will be some food samples that they give out, maybe some station swag and stuff. Too. Station swag. I get the feeling that the uh, promo closet is probably not being um, replenished uh, in a robust <laughs> way. So get it while you can, I would say. <laughs> Hey, Tom, for the record, yes, I don't see what the big deal is about Monty Python. It isn't like Alice is telling you that she didn't like The Godfather or <laughs> Citizen Kane or something. I mean, it is... I love Citizen Monty Kane, Python. actually. You probably don't. Well, like Monty it's Python. not really a big deal. It is a big deal. They're the Beatles I mean, I've of... never watched it, <gasps> nor do I want to. Oh, my goodness. Who cares? Such a Gloucester. State I of watched mind. it. Was, Such a gloss. It was good. I mean, Monty Python was it's, good. I didn't that, say no, no, anything no, bad no, no, about Monty no, Python. It's not good. <sighs> They're the Beatles of comedy, Alice. Okay. Have you seen The Godfather? Of course. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure we know where we are here. It was also good. You know what sucked? What sucked? Casablanca. Oh, I love Casablanca. It's All it is is women are cheating. Mm-hmm. Vile people with no honor. That's what Casablanca is. That's all it is. And I love uh, Citizen Kane. There should have been a third scene when she was with a Nazi because she was hopping from bed to bed and that thing. Ridiculous. And I also like Citizen Kane. Also, was it the sled? Oh well, no. You like him. He looks like me, so that's acceptable. Somehow that (laughs) it makes it about you. Yes, it makes it about me. Okay. And by the way, Tom, speaking of movies, yes. you reminded me of Edward Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off yesterday when you kept mm. on yelling for James. Yes. Your James, James reminded me so much of Grace, 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 when Edward Rooney was looking for his secretary when he thought Ferris's uh, father had called. Yeah, that Great actress, stuff. That actress, comedian, thank you, was she should have a thousand Oscars. And that guy Ed, who played Ed Rooney, who's had a problematic uh, situation or two, he should have an Oscar for that movie. Everybody in that movie should have an Oscar. That movie should have won Best Picture that year. Better than Platoon, mm-hmm. better than anything, whatever it was out. And and she would, their dynamic, that movie is such a brilliant, it's a masterpiece. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a masterpiece. And I saw it in the theater, okay? Do I you was... want to hear my favorite quote from Citizen Kane? Yes, please. Um, as he's talking to this guy, Mr. Bernstein, and Mr. Bernstein says, because they're trying to figure out the rosebud thing, mm-hmm. and he's saying, like, it could be something you'll never figure it out what it is, because it could be something, like, so random that he never told anybody else about, and he says, a fellow will remember a lot of things you wouldn't think he'd remember. You take me. One day back in 1896, I was crossing over to Jersey on the ferry, and as we pulled out, there was another ferry pulling in, and on it, there was a girl waiting to get off, a white dress she had on. She was carrying a white parasol. I only saw her for one second she didn't see me at all but i'll bet a month hasn't gone by since that i haven't thought of that girl Hmm. 
Very interesting. Yeah, because that's, I think, what the movie's kind of about. But Yeah, I have to see it again. It was a long time ago. It was long. I know it's the sled. I know that. But I have to see it again. Well, spoiler alert. Jeez. Okay, it's the sled. <laughs> I grew up in a day without spoiler. Everything got spoiled. And the damn it, fun was fine with us. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. It has been a crazy week. I'm so happy we got a show in tonight. Um, even if we didn't get a chance to live stream, we will be back. We will live stream again on Thursday for you when we make it back from Connecticut. And, um, and then of course Sunday as well. So, um, but yeah, come visit us in Connecticut. If you want to join us for Patreon live streams and other extra content stuff, patreon.com slash burn barrel and the show's free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.